Welcome everybody back to the Gio and Joey show. Let me first tell you what's going on. Gio and Joey, we've had a very busy summer. I'm a father of three. Joey is a student. And so we were having difficulty finding time together to record joint episodes. So we decided that we are going to start recording solo episodes and try to get together at least once a month to record a joint episode. And so today in the Geo and Joey show, in order to be able to produce more episodes on a weekly basis, we're going to go solo. And today it's me going solo. This is Geo. For those of you on the podcast here on YouTube, thank you for watching. Here's what we're going to discuss. The Bible, the thief on the cross, some grammatical errors, and then some conclusion. Well, let me tell you about the Bible. The Bible is the most translated book in the world. It is also the most hated book in the world, where many countries of millions and millions of people ban the book or try to hide it or try to dissuade their people from reading the book. You think of countries like China, North Korea. You think of what in Christian circles is called the 1040 window, which is the Middle East of predominantly Muslim countries who hate the Bible. And so the Bible is the number one translated book. It is the most hated book. I would venture to say it's the most misunderstood book, even by Christians. And I'll explain as to why in my conclusions. But it's also, if it would be allowed in the New York Times bestseller list or in bestseller list, it'd be the number one best-selling book every year in perpetuity. It would never come off the number one best-selling list, which is why it is not on those lists. It take up number one all the time. It's also the most translated book. I think I mentioned that in over 700 languages. So the Bible is the, the most sought after book. If you look at videos of people receiving Bibles in communist countries, they cry over it. And unfortunately here in America, we have so many Bibles and yet people do not read them. People put them to little use. And unfortunately, some Christians give the Bible a bad name. To me, the Bible is the word of God. It is God speaking to me, to my heart. It is God speaking to humanity. One thing I love to say is that the Bible is the only book in which the author can be present with you. If you invite the Holy Spirit to give you understanding, invite the Holy Spirit to guide you to unlock the deep riches that the Bible has to offer, the Bible is the only book in which the author is there with you. So let me talk quickly about the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross is a beautiful message. And I heard recently, I think it was on YouTube or some social media post, this individual make a great point. You think of the thief on the cross. He's hanging there. As a thief, he is deserving on death, unlike Jesus, who didn't deserve to die, but he died because he was paying for your sins and my sins. The thief on the cross is there, never went to church, never got baptized that we know of, wasn't a faithful tithe giver, wasn't 
giving Bible studies, wasn't a missionary for the cross of Christ, wasn't pledging his life savings to Jesus, wasn't a disciple, wasn't following Jesus like the other disciples. He had nothing. As a matter of fact, he was mocking Jesus prior to then professing faith in Jesus. Something clicked at that moment. And in that moment, he recognized Jesus for who he was, the son of God, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. And in that moment, in that moment of faith in Jesus, and think about it, Jesus didn't look like a king at that moment. He looked like another thief being crucified. But seeing by faith, by the eye of faith, that Jesus was more than just a man deserving of death, that Jesus was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He was promised to be with Jesus for all eternity. He was saved, folks. That's the gospel. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can bring to Christ except that the gospel is the promise that if we would just believe in him, he will save us. And he did. Think of that thief. Did nothing to deserve salvation. Yet he placed his faith in a man who is being crucified right next to him. And he will be in eternity with Christ forever and ever and ever. But here's where I want to bring in this grammatical error. And yes, I'm saying there's a grammatical error in the Bible. But it's not because of the word of God. It's because of translators. I want to show you this verse here on the screen. It's Luke 23, 43. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Now, I want you to know, and I want the audience to know, that there is no punctuation in the Greek the way we have it here. There is no punctuation. And so the way you punctuate these things, the translator punctuated it based on their theology or based on what they think is the correct way to punctuate. But this is wrong, and I will prove it to you, not from my own opinion, because my own opinion doesn't matter. I will prove it to you from Scripture, using logic. Can we use some logic based on Scripture? Jesus said to him, truly I say to you, and this is how most Christians translate it or how most Christians understand it. They say, truly I say to you, today when you die and when I die, you will be with me in paradise. But is that what really happened? I want to propose to you that that comma should be after the word today. In other words, he's Jesus is making the thief on the cross a promise today. On that day when he's dying, on that day when he doesn't look like the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, on that day when he's hanging on the cross right next to him, I promise you today 
you shall be with me in paradise. When? Well, read John chapter 6. The resurrection takes place in the last days. Read Hebrews chapter 11, the last few verses where it talks about how those who died in faith will not inherit the promise ahead of us who are alive when Christ comes back. That comma should be after the word today, and that changes things, doesn't it, right? Because what Jesus was telling the thief on the cross was, I'm promising you today that you shall be with me in paradise when I come back at the second coming and I resurrect all those who are in the grave. How do I know that to be true? And I don't want to go into a full-blown discussion on the state of the dead. I want to address this grammatical error here. How do I know that? Because look at what Jesus says later on in the book of John, after his resurrection. See, because the whole premise of this verse is that the thief on the cross was going to be with Jesus that day after their death in paradise. But the truth is, is that Jesus himself was not in paradise that day, in heaven that day. How do I know this? Well, don't take my word for it. Listen to what the word of God has to say. In Luke chapter 23, 43, the verse we just looked at, and then compare that to John 20, verse 17. Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me. And this is after the resurrection. For I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. How could Jesus, in the previous verse that we read, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise, have the comma be after you and not after today when he himself was not in paradise that day? Now this may be new to you, not new to me, but it's in the word of God. Don't take my opinion. Compare these two verses. Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. When the resurrection takes place, when Jesus yells with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, when he asks all those who have died in him to come forth from the grave, then that thief will be with Jesus in heaven for all eternity. Don't believe me? You want further proof from Scripture? Look at this verses from Acts chapter 2. Brethren, Peter is speaking, after Pentecost, after being enlightened by the Holy Spirit, brethren, I confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us today. David, a man after God's own heart. David, who is going, who we know repented of his sins and will be saved and is saved and will be in heaven for all eternity. But Peter clearly says he's buried. His tomb is with us today. David didn't ascend to heaven. Wait. Wait a minute. How could you get that from there? I don't get it from that verse. Look at verse 34. For it was not David who ascended to heaven. 
So David himself has not ascended to heaven. Why? Because David is resting in the grave until the second coming when Christ resurrects the righteous. So that's why it's important for us to study the Bible for ourselves. So number one selling book, the greatest book of all time, the only book in which the author can be present with you if you invite him in, the Holy Spirit. It's the word of God speaking to your heart. But many people get that verse wrong. Many people get that verse wrong. That comma shouldn't be there. Google it. The original language didn't have punctuation. And so I propose to you that that should read, truly I say to you today, comma, you will be with me in paradise. And so I end today this short study with the appeal to study the word for yourself. Don't take your preconceived notions and go to the word of God and you will see that many of the things we have been taught to believe are not in scripture. So let the word of God indicate to you what it really is saying. Jesus couldn't have promised to meet him in paradise that very day when they died on Friday because he himself had not ascended till Sunday. So what that meant is that the thief on the cross is sleeping in the grave. His very next thought, after all this passage of time, like a very good night's sleep, he will be awakened by the voice of Jesus into glory. Study the word, and I leave you with this homework assignment. Study the word death and sleep. In John chapter 11, Jesus declares Lazarus to be sleeping. And when the disciples thought that he was sleeping the way we do every night, Jesus had to correct them and said, no, he is dead. Death is but a sleep. We sleep into the grave until Jesus calls us at his second coming to arise out of the grave. Until next time in the Gio and Joey show, study your word, ask the Holy Spirit to come in, and he will lead you into all truth.